Welcome to True Mental Health. I'm Crystal Crawford. And I'm Dr. Janine Kraft. We're here to have unique conversations about what really creates mental wellness. After years, decades of seeking, seeking what could create more ease in life and trying every modality possible. Crystal and I crossed paths and realized we had similar missions. A mission to have conversations about what creates ease, what creates well-being, and what renders us truly functional. If you know something else is possible, maybe completely different than you've ever been taught, join us on a journey to uncover what creates true mental health. Hello. Here we are again. Here we are again. Did you miss us? Okay, so we're going to call this week's episode Unpacking People Pleasing. And one of 37 million episodes, probably. Let's see how we go. Yeah. Um, we say that every time, and not, we don't necessarily follow up on that. But we change our minds. <laughs> we're on to the next. <laughs> this could be a pretty big topic. And it, actually, for those of you guys that are watching, it's coming from a uh, comment that we got from one of the people that follows you, Janine. Yeah. And I screenshotted it and sent it to you. And I'm like, this is a thing. So Let's we're going to start. I don't know what her name is, but her Instagram That's name okay. is there. Anyway, thank yeah. you, Instagram person. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just start with this. She goes, yes to all of this. Oh, okay. So tell us about the post you did because it was awesome. Oh, thank you. Um, so it was regarding social media boundaries and it was inspired by me getting some mm, feedback from folks who really didn't love what I posted the day before, which was something about, you know, talking about overwhelm and paralyzation and a resistance to being wrong and yada, yada. And there were a few folks that came in and said, well, because of my ex, I actually do deal with overwhelm because of my ADHD, because of my autism, because of my whatever, whatever reason I deal with overwhelm and I'm disempowered and cannot choose anything else. And so I was offering some varying points of view. And then I started to be called ableist and that I didn't know what I was talking about. I'm completely wrong. And how could I just totally negate what they're experiencing? And I just proceeded to delete and block some because I was very aware that there's just an unwillingness to have a conversation. When someone's going into mass amounts of judgment, they're just really not willing to hear and just want to prove themselves right. And so at one point, then another person came. I get it's like the mob that they just keep trickling in. I think they tell each other and then more come in. Anyway, it's like none of them follow me, you know? And so finally someone comes up very aggressively, like, well, I can't wait till you delete this comment and you're gaslighting everyone and yada yada yada. And you know I've talked about this to you in the past, how I've very much crumbled before under this pressure of other people saying, I'm right, you're wrong, and me just crumbling under that. And Monday was different. And I stepped into some power and potency and wrote very directly like how I was perceiving it and what was going on. And so that inspired this social media post because I'd recognize that I just people please for so long and not allowed my voice to be heard that I'm like wanting others to be encouraged to speak up as well. And so I talked about kind of being this recovering people pleaser. So that's where the comment came from. Yeah. And if you guys haven't checked it out, go check out Janine's Instagram. It's at craftscouch.com. No, at craftscouch. Yes. 
Yeah, Go just Kreska. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they know. Yes, I'm an Instagram professional. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's awesome. And one of the things I'm so, I love about what you're choosing personally is that you're no longer allowing anybody else's point of view about what you're saying or choosing to rattle you. And I would say that's the emergence mm. from people pleasing that starts to occur when you realize that people are just people and they have opinions and some people are assholes and that's that. And you don't have to let assholes in your house. Um, so on that post is this comment. Yeah. And she goes, yes, to all of this. I love this perspective. Lately, I've been processing this people pleasing concept I feel like it's a popular phrase being used these days, and I was wondering if there's more behind it. Meaning, did the people pleaser choose to be that way? Or is that a response to something else? I, if I think back to all those moments I turned into a people pleaser, 99% of the time it was in response to a shame reaction to someone I loved, or anger, or a loved one being dysregulated and yelling or screaming. So, my people pleasing wasn't by choice. It comes from a space of not being able to handle rage and anger from people I'm close with. Is there any dialogue around that? Like a ton. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's actually a ton. And if I just like bullet list it and then I'm going to just throw in with me. Go for it. From my point of view, it's coping. Mm -hmm. That's like, actually, that might be the whole thing. It might the whole thing be coping. Yeah, I mean, certainly from a psychological perspective, it's known as like the fourth trauma response, the fawning response, and generally stems from growing up in a really highly critical environment, maybe really judgmental caregivers, or even teachers, or maybe you're in a sport that was highly critical, high ballet, and, you know, really focused on all the wrongness that needs to happen, which actually activates our nervous system. And if you're at all particularly sensitive to energy, that becomes so intolerable for your little inner child soul that you attempt to just modulate everything outside of you by changing your behavior to not upset others. Yeah, yeah. So I see, I see all of us handling the same situations very differently. Like, I did I do people? I don't know. I don't know if I ever would have called myself a people pleaser, but if I look back on the behaviors that I developed to cope with my family soup, which was a lot of anger, rage, jealousy, you know, feelings like my parents fought all the time. Um, yeah, it was constantly stressful in my house. Mm -hmm. So what I developed was this ability to stay quiet and kind of only speak when it was time. Because if you spoke when it wasn't time, then you were adding to the stress. And so I didn't want to be a source of stress. So I developed this very quiet, like, just do it right, watching sort of behavior. Whereas I see other people who develop kind of into more of a, let's make everybody happy. Um, they kind of flip to the other side. Um, I want to go with this. This is interesting. So... If I think back of all the moments I turned into a people pleaser, 99% of the time it was in response to a shame reaction to someone I loved or anger. Or someone being dysregulated and yelling or screaming. So, yeah. So, it can be many, many things. I guess the thing that's most relevant to me is like, is continuing to do that today still working? Because one of the yeah. things I see us doing and 
like even you and I, when we have conversations, it's like we run into this thing that's no longer functioning, but it really did get us here. Mm-hmm. You know, like being able to cope with the bullies in your life as a kid, you developed ways of doing that. that yeah. Are, as an adult are just like not functioning anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, and and I'm kind of getting something under here regarding it, like whether it being intentional or not, because how she said, was this a choice or not? And I get initially, you know, it's like the unconscious coping because you're kind of like, I don't know what else to choose. Let me try this to see what happens. And then if that renders effective in childhood, okay, cool. But then in adulthood, it's like, it's no longer working. At the same time, I get where there's a difference between intentionally being aware of how you're coming across and what you're saying to create a result. So to me, the people pleasing then stems from more from the unconscious choice, where it's just kind of a reflex versus, well, I'm intentionally showing up a certain way because I get that this will create something. Yeah. And I also want to unpack a little bit like the word choice, because one of the things I see happening is like people going, well, it can't have been a choice because I did it unconsciously I didn't know what I was doing but a choice is a choice whether it's unconscious or conscious you can have unconscious choices just as much as you can have conscious choices Mm -hmm. so I think that's really important to recognize that has actually been an element of freedom for me in a very very like I had no idea that was going to be an element of freedom for me because I because where I was coming from before was it wasn't my fault and so I couldn't help it and that wasn't empowering me to look at the power I actually did have to create what I did create that actually got me here. It, yeah. it took, it stripped me in doing, I, in doing, I didn't know what I was doing. I was stripping myself of the acknowledgement of the creativity it actually took to come up with that instantaneous coping mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, and especially when we say it's, it's not a choice, then I am disempowered and I can't change it. I can't, even if it was unconscious, right. It's like, I can't change it. And that's where that kind of sparked some uh, fire from some folks on Monday that were frustrated in the sense when I was saying, this is, yes, we're looking at these like limitations, so to speak. And what if it is all a choice? And, And some folks just weren't ready to hear that because I get that they go to some, so much judgment so quickly internally it's like, well, if I have this limitation and it's like, it's my fault, I can't handle it, I can't fix it. So it's like, oh, it's the limitation's fault. And then it's the world's fault. And it's like, right, it's like that internal judgment is then projected outward into the world, but still keeps folks stuck versus I get from what you're saying is this kind of like, you weren't, you couldn't have been functioning from my perspective, you couldn't have been functioning from judgment to see it all as a choice and, and welcome that in to choose something else. Yeah, well, the thing we have to get about this is kind of a bitch. So if you guys are listening to this and <laughs> you hate this conversation, then this might be for you. <laughs> if it triggers you, keep listening. <laughs> you, yeah, keep going. Yeah. Um, the thing about people that like hold on to their, but I couldn't help it, this wasn't my yeah. fault, is that those people need to be right. And they need to be right about the fact that it wasn't their fault. So anytime you need to be right, you can't be free. And freedom and rightness don't exist in the same universe. Freedom comes from recognizing, okay, I did this. I created this. It also comes from recognizing the brilliance in what you chose. So if you have to be right about it wasn't your fault, you're never going to get access to the brilliance in what you chose. Mm-hmm. What you chose and what we created as people-pleasing was the brilliance required to get us here. 
And now what we're starting to discover as these brilliant beings that created in that way for a long time is that that way isn't functioning anymore. And I think that's the only relevant conversation. It was kind of like why we started this whole podcast was like, why don't we look at these concepts we keep clinging onto as if they're answers and go, okay, wait a minute, are these rendering us more functional? Is labeling myself, for example, a people pleaser, which is really what she's asking. Part of what she's asking, is that working? I'm like, well, it's sort of identifying something you developed, but it doesn't acknowledge the brilliance with which you developed it. It doesn't acknowledge the power you have to develop something like that in an instant without even thinking about it. It doesn't acknowledge that because you are brilliant and you have that power, you can actually create something else now. Like if you could learn that then, you can learn something new now. It doesn't, it doesn't acknowledge any of that. I wonder where the conversation of authenticity, so to speak, comes into this because I'll often run into that with um, clients where they're looking at, well, you know, if I'm, I just say what I want to say, or if I'm off, I can't just be authentic and just say it. Like people are struggling with being able to just be them and what that's going to result in. So then it's kind of like, well, so my other choice is to just always modulate and always people please. And that's where I would think there's something between it being an intentional choice, how you're communicating with others versus it just being like, I'm disempowered, like, this is what I choose. Well, I get in what you just said, there's about the mashup of a few okay, things. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna see if I can pull it Thank apart, because there's, there's, let's see if I can keep the, all the strings. <laughs> um, the, one of the first things that I had to learn was that anytime I'm doing, there's only two choices, it's either this or this, I'm in limited reality. Mm, mm-hmm. I'm all this. I'm already in the polarization. There's a right and there's a wrong. There's a this and there's a that. There's a stay and there's a go. I am doing this reality. This reality does that. This reality does. This is right and this is wrong. Well, if you're saying this, that means this. That's this reality. Yeah. Infinite possibility reality, which is actually where we live. We don't. We don't know. We don't act like it most of the time. But we are in an infinite universe with infinite possibilities and infinite choices. So to function as that, like to, first of all, you kind of have to teach yourself because like we've been in this reality school from the beginning. Yeah. So you have to teach yourself that you have to teach yourself magnanimous universe, infinite being. I'm like, where do you, where do you start with that? Which is why I loved access, access consciousness so much because it was really like infinite being school. Like here's how you be an infinite being. You choose in every 10 seconds. You don't do judgment. Why? Because if you do judgment, you've only ever got two choices. Mm. You you have a new choice in every 10 seconds. Well, is, what does that mean? Well, it doesn't mean anything. If you didn't like the last choice, choose again. I mean, it's so, fast, beings, and free. It's so yeah. fast and freeing. So infinite yeah. being school is this um, empowered fast track to being yeah. able to function. Yeah. So I don't know if I can keep the threads to exactly what you said, but but I think that's an important element in this in this puzzle. So. Mm. Well, I'm wondering, yeah, is that what people are struggling with the authenticity piece? Because here we are naturally infinite beings, but yet we're in this reality of finiteness. And so it's, that's why people are struggling in the sense they're like, well, I'm trying to show up this way. This is what I've been taught. And yet I'm aware of something, but it's not working. And then people are just all come. Right. But there's so much in that. I'm yeah. like, if I can just be me and say what I'm going to say and anybody else can have their feelings about it, then I have total freedom. Yeah. Yeah. If I need to control other people's feelings, 
mm-hmm. and control their reactions to what it is I'm saying. And if I need a particular outcome and I've decided that I can modulate to, in order to create that, then I have to constantly judge me. Yeah. Well, and if we need to control other people's feelings, it's because we've decided they're wrong and we can't tolerate them. And so it's like really us still. Well, we've decided that we're wrong if they have feelings about us. Yeah. 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 If they, if, if I do something and you have a negative feeling about it, then who's wrong, me or you? I mean, in from one point of view, you could be wrong. Yeah. I mean, if I had that, if I had that point of view and you didn't like what I was doing, I'd be like, well, fuck yeah. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. But for most of us, if I do yeah. something and you don't like it, I judge myself. Yeah. Yeah. So we base our self-worth, we base our authenticity and our ability to be authentic on other people's feelings about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's not our brightest choice. That's just a choice. That is just a choice. But yeah. that's what we're taught to do. So we go out into society and modulate because we've learned and we've taught ourselves to do that because our place in society is valuable based on how other people feel about it. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Or is that just a choice? So, I mean, that's one piece of it. That's like, that's like one massive slice of this conversation of like, who are you basing your worth and your ability to be you on? I'm having flashbacks to many years ago when I had met like a group of new people and they're like, oh my God, you're so likable. You're so fun. I'm just kind of like, cause I like am very aware and I can just like, I can read what you're saying and I can adjust and make all these micro movements at any given time. Like, yeah, I'm really likable cause I'm not just being me. Right. And so it's just, um, it's interesting because it's like that worked for me for a really long time until all of a sudden, hi, at 40, it didn't, you know? And it was kind of like, oh, okay, this is not feeling good anymore because now I'm constantly at effect of everyone else around me and I've given up me. Right. And, and just, you do still have that ability. That ability yeah. is incredibly useful in some situations. Yes. Like me too. Yeah. I don't modulate for just anybody, but I'll do it if it creates something only because I can. Mm-hmm. So when you have to do it because you've yeah. decided that that's all you can choose, that's different. Exactly. When you can choose it because it's a choice you have because it's a tool in your tool belt that nobody else knows about because you're secretly doing the thing that they like you because you know you can. That's what we've made wrong. Mm-hmm. That's what we've used to judge ourselves. That's an ability. Yeah. What would it take for us to reclaim our abilities and stop judging ourselves on them and not tell anybody about them? People don't know that I'm that able. People don't know that you're that able and they don't yeah. have to know. Yeah. Well, and then ultimately you're just free to be you're free. whatever you want. You're yeah. free. Yeah. Everyone else is bound by their judgment of it, but you get to be free. Yeah. And this is the thing I think is so important for people to look at. It's like, would you be willing to be the thing you've decided is wrong in order to have the freedom that only you can choose? Mm-hmm. And you don't have to tell anybody just for you, just for fun, just have it, have the freedom and let everybody else have whatever point of view they're going to have about it. And that's taken me like almost 10 years to like live, but that is available. That is another possibility beyond the only two choices that pleasing people or pissing people off yeah. gives you. Yeah. Well, and that's what was happening with the post on Monday where it was like, okay, here's my point of view. And then there were some very other loud people saying, no, you're wrong we're right and now you're gaslighting us or whatever and i was like well that's cool not the universe i live in yeah and i guess i will be all those things in your eyes because that's your story but for me it's just not it and it was just so different (laughs) 
to be able to be that, be in the power and not crumble under like, I'm right, like under the guise of righteousness. I mean, that's kind of what it what is. It's like, well, we're right. And so now we get to bully you and emotionally abuse you and yeah. all these things. It's like, what is happening here? When you step out of it, finally, it's kind of like, oh, I could choose something else here. That'd be a lot simpler and not make yeah, myself my, wrong for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And my point of view is you can be right all day long. You just don't get to abuse me with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because there's yes, just- Yes, you're right. <laughs> you're all right. Have fun with that. You get a star. Well, because it's just, there's just no value for me in in uh, even having a conversation generally at well, that there point. there isn't a conversation to yeah. be had. Yeah. There is, it's not there to be had. Yeah. Everything else is you fighting for the rightness of your point of view, them fighting for the rightness yeah. of their point of view. There's a stalemate and that's where relationships yeah. break down is when we start fighting for the rightness of our point of view. If somebody in the scenario chooses allowance, which is everything's just interesting. Mine's interesting, yours is interesting and very interesting that you commented out loud like that on my post. That either works for me or it doesn't. And I don't need you. Like mm. the interesting energy actually dissipates it faster. I'm fast. getting because I remember when I was uh, working at the VA, they trained us in de escalation, right? When folks got really angry and rageful and whatnot. And it was a lot of kind of, you know, listen to them, validate them, more judgment. You're right. You're, you know, like calm down. Well, there is like, some, but there is some brilliance in that because yeah. out loud you can be like, you know, they could go, I'm right. And you could go, yes. Yeah. From their point of view, they are right. Yeah. But I guess there, in the difference there, you were still being interesting point of view yeah. energy, right? Even though you were like, yes, you're right. Like kind of using the, if you will, the pleasing like intentionally there versus energetically you're you're being interesting you weren't I'm functioning from judgment yeah no i don't have a judgment about what your judgment is i'm not the one doing judgment yeah i'm noticing that you are cool let me know how that works for you that's how classes go with me too because people yeah. come in sometimes with question and they're curious and they really want to create change and then other times they come in with their story and their point of view if you have a story and a point of view you can't get freedom yeah. The only time freedom's available to you is if you, ha you have a story and you have a point of view and you're like, can you help me with this? Can you help me look at this from somewhere different? Yeah. Then something different is available. But if you're busy asserting that what you believe is true, then you just get to have that. And that becomes your reality. Well, I get that's like, especially in your classes when you go to, do you have a question about that? <laughs> Because it's like that could be something you do in your comments. Hey, do you have a question about that? I mean, yeah. there's so many yeah. different ways to play with people who assert their rightness. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing we lose. We lose the playfulness of it all when yeah. we when we take it on as personal, when we take it on as real, when we take it on as something that means something about what we did. You lose the ability to play with it and recognize that's just judgment. It's not mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's like my nervous system was finally out of place from like, okay, I, I'm activated and I can still respond here. You know what yeah. I mean? Before where it was like, I'm activated and shut down. I can't handle this. So <laughs> cool, cool. it's so like progress. something. Yeah. That's everything though. That's everything. That's yeah. the, so, I mean, for all of you guys listening to this, like there is just progress is available. <laughs> yes. It's not just zero to 60. I wish sometimes, no. sometimes, but uh, there's sometimes. just, yeah. It took me version. years. It took me years. So I guess what are some of the first things? So one of the first tools I know that access consciousness offers that I use all the time in the beginning 
because I, I grew up with a very critical mom. She did, does megatons of point of views and judgment in my general direction out loud, verbally. And I had to, I actually had to call her interesting point of view in my phone. So I took her name out. She was no longer mom. She was interesting point of view because every time she would call, I would collapse. Yeah. So I relabeled her and I, she would call and I would literally, every single thing she was saying in my own world would go interesting point of view. She has this point of view, interesting point of view. She has this point of view, interesting point of view. She has this point of view. And the purpose of that tool is to, is to dismantle the solidity of your mom says something and you're like triggered, right? It actually dismantles the trigger. It takes practice. I literally had to use this like full on for two or three years with her in particular, because I had made her so meaningful. She was right. She was like, she was the person that cares about me. She was my mom. I love her. All this stuff that meant I couldn't let myself see how insane she was being. So to get there, to get to awareness, because it took me a while, I had to like, with every single thing that came out of her world, interesting point of view, I had this point of view. Interesting point of view, she has this point of view, just for me. And that started to make having conversations with her easier. So that was, for me, like one of the very first things that I just grabbed onto, like a heroin fiend. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, wa- I want to acknowledge that tool because, you know, when I heard it back in 2016, I was like, oh, this, yeah, okay, this makes sense. I get it. Wow, it's amazing. Like, how great. And it's like, for six years, I cognitively got it. I cognitively got it. And it really wasn't until Monday when I beat it. And so there was just something different that showed up. And so I offer that in the sense, like, certainly I got more clarity in using it and it created more ease and it did take some time for it all of a sudden energetically to truly shift, whatever that is. So if yeah. you're like, why isn't this changed already? It's like, it's okay. Give it takes some time. time. Just use time. it a lot. Like, yeah. Start out with three days for every yeah. single thought, every single feeling, every single point of view, every single person you have a really hard time with, re- rename them in your phone, you know? <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah. just start, literally just start with three days and, and see what shifts. Because the things with like access tools in particular, um, I'm never, ever going to say like, do this and use this religiously. I'm going to say, play with it. See what it yeah. does for you. If it starts to unravel things, it's working. If it starts to create less angst, it's working. If it creates more space, it's working. Um, so yeah, so that's your bars right. I get your bars right. <laughs> Because I'd also got my bars run Sunday and it had been since like three months because of my transition and everything. So I also think that's interesting because, you know, doing a lot of this herbal processing and whatnot really can take you far. And it's that energetic body process and the bars that really just kind of get it at the embodied level, I get just like help you t- get to the next level. So there was something that just unlocked for me. Day. Yeah, and I'll, I will put a plug in for access body work as well. Access bars and body work. There's something about it that melts the difficulties yeah. out of your world. So it makes your life 25,000 times easier to add that. I'm a huge addict. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I could literally feel because because it had been, yeah. you know, a couple months, I literally felt like there was no resistance in my body. You know, before I was kind of feeling I was like working through mud and all of a sudden I was like, Okay, I can just Ease. flow. Yeah. Clarity. Yeah. Amazing. I kind of get we want to do another part of this. So why don't we wrap? This is part one, yeah. you guys. Um, I, we're going to sign off for now and then come back for part two. And uh, let's see how we can unpack this even further. Sounds good. See you next time. Bye.
Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a request. If you found benefit from today's episode, we'd be so grateful if you would subscribe, leave us a review, or share it with someone you know would benefit. Until next time.